Hello there. Happy Friday. I record, I'm recording this on Friday evening. And to all my Canadian listeners up there, happy Canada Day. Um, thank you all so much for listening to the show. And I hope you all have been having a wonderful day celebrating your extraordinary country. Um, we have a lot to get to for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed the crossover with Dan of Locked on Capitals. No, again, I do not want Evgeny Malkin to go to the Capitals. But for today, there's updates from Elliot Friedman on Chris Tang and Evgeny Malkin. We're going to get to that. Also, there was an update from David Pagnotta about Latang a little later on in the day. I'll get to that. And also, Pagnotta talked about DeSmith and how the Penguins could be potentially bringing him back. I'll give my thoughts on that a little later on in the episode. And, you know, we're getting closer to having a full draft primer. That's going to be next week. But I'll potentially give you all a couple more names to look for um, at the 21 spot for this episode. I'm just teasing a couple more names for you all. I'm going to have a full draft episode um, sometime next week. So let's all get, let's get into it right after this drop. You're locked on penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh penguins, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes? Follow the show's Twitter at Lowenstall Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. So let's get into it. Some big updates from Elliot Friedman on the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast from this morning, and then David Pagnotta was also getting into some things um, on ninety three seven The Fan later on in the day, but. Friedman, so it was about the seven-minute mark of the episode with Jeff Merrick, and he lumped Latang in with Forsberg because, you know, Forsberg, you know, he's been beloved in Nashville for the last several years. Latang, the same thing, though it's been um, a lot longer, to say the least. But this is what Friedman had to say. There are teams out there who are interested in both players who have told me that they think there is a path to a deal for both players to re-sign with their respective teams. I know that confused a couple people when I tweeted it out. What that means is, other teams see a path for the Penguins to agree to a deal with Latang and for the Predators to agree to a deal with uh, Philip Forsberg. Um, Freeman also reported that it sounds like the gap of that 1.125 million gap that Freeman reported a couple weeks ago, that has shrunk a little bit. Uh, it's probably maybe, I don't know, 750K to a million now. Or something like that. I think I saw a few people throw that number out there. I, I couldn't, I didn't confirm that while listening to it. At least I didn't hear him say that. But um, you know, th- this is good news. And you know, David Pagnotta, I lumped that in here too. He said on 93.7 the fans today that um, you know, he thinks it's probably going to be somewhere between seven million to eight million, and that they the two sides have made progress on a new deal. So as of right now, it, it's funny because you know, when I started the offseason, I was like, I kind of think Malkin's gonna come back. But I'm not. I'm kind of not sure about Latang. Now I flip flopped. I I I'm. Uh, what odds do I want to say for this? I'm about eighty to ninety percent sure that Chris Latang is going to come back. Um, but with Malkin, it's probably you know maybe 40, 60 that he doesn't. Forty five, fifty five, something like that. It's crazy again. That I just it's. <laughs> it's it's really just it's flip flopped. It's crazy, um, but. 
And the Penguins, I've said this so many times already, it's, they've, they are right to prioritize Latang. They want to see where his number comes in. So, you know, that, you know, that, that in turn, you know, how much money do we have for Malkin? What about Ricard Raquel? What about an extension for Tristan Jari, which is, I think, Dayan Kovacevic has been talking about on his daily shot at Penguins. What about Evan Rodriguez, Dan Heinen, Kasperi Kampen, et cetera, et cetera. So they want to get Latang out of the way. They know he's going to be the biggest number. And then from there, from then on, they can see, okay, that's part of the jigsaw puzzle done. How are we going to do the other things? And in terms of the AAV, I would kind of be stunned if that if that number is below eight. Um, I have been beating the drum four times eight, five times eight on this show a lot during the offseason. You know, right now I'm thinking it probably comes in between 8.1 to 8.5. I don't think he gets over 8.5. Um, and now if he hits the market, I could see a team maybe giving him over that. But in terms of the Penguins with how, you know, their salary cap situation – I would think that he will get you know, 8.5 or a little bit below. Um, I think that's probably as high as Ron Hextall wants to go. Now, I could see them giving him an extra year or two to bring that cap number down. So say they do give him that fifth year, which would take him to his age 40 season, right? So you know, maybe the AAV somehow goes below eight. Maybe it's like 7.98 or, you know, 7.8, something around those lines. That would be good. Sure. Is the term a little bit scary? Yeah. But you have the AAV down below eight, which would be huge. Um, you know, that, that would be a massive win for the Penguins. It would probably be a bigger win for them um, than the Brian Rust extension that what we saw um, a little over a month ago when they, they agreed to that six-year term and the AAV was a little only a little over five million. I thought that was a great deal executed by Ron Hextall. You know, a lot, a lot of people were expecting him to get six times six, potentially seven times seven in free agency because he was probably one of the best wingers that was going to make the open market. Um, so, you know, it's it's trending in the right direction in terms of Latang. Hopefully, within the next eleven to twelve days, a deal is reached. I will be. I have all the insiders' notifications on. You all will be the first to know when a deal is struck, if if a deal is struck. So really good news from uh, multiple outlets today on Latang. But again, you know, it, for Malkin, you know, not not as much. You know, Elliot has said numerous times on his show that you know they've agreed on a three-year term, but the money is not close. So again, I think once they hopefully have Latang done, they're going to really circle back to Malkin dig in on that negotiation and they're going to talk about a number that potentially works for both sides. I don't know what they're offering him right now. I, I know Rob Rossi and Josh Joey, I think it was mainly Rob said it might've been in the fives, which is way too low. I mean, that's just a low ball offer for Evgeny Malkin at that point. Um, it has to be at least six, probably 6.5. Um, you know, I would like, again, because it is so superstitious. If you can sign Gino for 7.1 million per, you know, that, that would be awesome. You know, three times, three times that, three years at least. I think that's something you do every day of the week, um, in my opinion. So, you know, that was just, that was the big updates for today. And, you know, the last couple of days um, with regards to the contracts uh, negotiations of Chris Tang and Evgeny Malkin, um, you know, if I had to make a prediction for how it goes right now, again, I think Latang is going to be on the team next year. And right now I'm going to say Malkin isn't. But, you know, a lot, there's a, still a lot of time to go. Hopefully both are on the team next year. Right now, I'm thinking it's only going to be um, Latang because it, it just it looks like it's trending that way. The momentum is starting to really build. All, all these reports are positive. And I know that, you know, Ron Hextall and and, and Chris Tang, you know, they're, they're not talking. 
you know, I was listening to the That's Hockey Talk podcast with Mike Rubb, and he said he, he spoke to Latang the other day, and he he tried to get an answer out of him, and he just gave him a look. He's like, I'm not going to talk about that. And because, you know, they made an agreement at the end of the regular season when they both were speaking to the media that, you know, we're not going to negotiate through the media. We're not going to give updates um, and all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't doubt that Elliot Friedman has very good sources. I mean, he has plenty of contacts around the league. I, I believe him when he says that, you know, there has been a little bit of momentum and that he's talked to teams who have said that they, they see a potential path to a deal being made with the Penguins. So I, I don't doubt that in the slightest. So want to give you all some good news to start out this segment for Friday's episode of Locked on Penguins podcast. You know, maybe, maybe something happens over the weekend. Who knows? But, you know, we're getting into crunch time here. The draft is next week. Free agency is the week after. Um, the Penguins, they're going to really have to be digging deep here um, if they want to keep uh, either one or both players. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get into uh, David Pagnotta's um, report about Casey DeSmith. And I'll give my thoughts on whether or not it's a good move that he could potentially be coming back. Um, so look for that coming up here in the next segment. But before I get to that, betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest, easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to the website today or use your phone to learn more about the trends in action. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter at LRSO Penguins. So, you know, there's there's definitely, I think, some conflicting information out there when it comes to Casey DeSmith. I was reading Josh Yowie's story on The Athletic on Thursday, and he was discussing, you know, who, the who stays and who goes uh, portion um, of the offseason from pe- from talking to people either inside or outside the organization. And he, he's been report- he's been, you know, steadfast on reporting that DeSmith is not coming back next year. Um, he says that Hextall, it sounds like they want to potentially go outside the organization to get a backup for Jari. But then David Pagnotta of the fourth period comes in. And this is on yesterday, if I can find this um report here real quick, if I can find the tweet that I had, um, at least for it. And where did I I have no idea, but you know, Pagnotta was reporting that it sounds like the Penguins and DeSmith are in negotiations um, for a potential new contract. Yeah, yeah, here it was. I I, I went through it. Excuse me. He says the Penguins are trying to sign DeSmith to a new contract. It's not yet imminent, but the two sides are working at it. We'll see if they get there in the next two weeks or less. Um, My thoughts on this I, I think it's time to move on, you know. I think DeSmith is too inconsistent. I understand that he was a good backup after January, after February, he found his game, but he also was playing hurt most of that time. And then his groin, groin area, whatever it was, gave out on him during the playoffs. He had to miss. This is the second straight year that he's had to miss the playoffs. Remember last year, he was healthy actually going into the playoffs. They were having one of their first practices before the series against the Islanders. And he, he tore something. I, um, I, I don't think it was a core muscle injury, but um, he tore something in the lower part of his body. And I remember reading a report that he was just like throwing his stick, going into the locker room. He, he knew that something was up at that point. 
And, you know, had he not done that and, and Tristan Jari was melting down, you know, maybe DeSmith comes in and actually saves them in one of those games against the Islanders. But, you know, this is, again, this is two straight seasons now where, you know, he's gotten hurt towards the end of the season. And, you know, I think this is also mainly two straight seasons where, you know, he's been inconsistent a lot of times. I just, you know, I think it's time to make a change at that backup position. I really don't think you can go three years and three seasons in a row running the same goaltending tandem. You know, you, you I, and I know it's a one in a million draw that both of your starting goaltenders are out for the playoffs. You know, it's just that, that basically n- never happens to say the least, but you know, do you really still want to run that small risk again? You know, do you want to also run the risk that he's going to be really bad to start the season like he was this past year. And then Tristan Jari just looks burnt out by the end of the regular season. I think they need to bring in someone who's a veteran, who has who has proven that he can put up better numbers than DeSmith, who has proven that he can handle a potential starter's, work, starter's workload at times. And you, you, there are a few options out there for cheap. And I said this to a couple of followers on my social media channels the other day. Braden Holby, I think, is a perfect fit. He is going to market now. Scott Wedgwood is going to be Jay Gottinger's backup in Dallas. He signed, I believe it was a two-year deal, um, a little over a million per year. Um, hopefully there, there's no room for him to be on that team. So there, there is an option right there for the Penguins. And I think he would um, welcome a chance to come to Pittsburgh. I think he could potentially get 30 to 35 games a season. Um, I just don't think that, you know, DeSmith deserves another go at it. That's just, that's my opinion. Um, would I be upset if they signed him, probably not because, you know, in all honesty, the goaltending market, you know, there's some options out there, but in terms of like a true backup, there's not really too many. You can do worse than DeSmith, but, you know, I also think they will have at least a little bit of cap room to do a little bit better for him. And it's funny that my dog is just, he's he's looking at me as I'm recording this. Uh, he's been a little sick the last couple of days, but um, I'm not sure if he's agreeing with me or not. Are you agreeing, you agreeing with me, buddy? Yeah, I think he, he he did a crooked head, so I'd like to think that he thinks I'm right with that. Anyways, getting back to what I was saying, um, you know, if and if they do sign him, it's probably going to be a one year deal, one one point two million, something like. I don't think he's going to get two to two point five million to be uh, Tristan Jari's backup. Um, I think it's going to be a lot cheaper than that. But you know, it, it is funny that you know they're, they're in negotiations for him right now, at least according to Pagnotta. Um, even though, and obviously Josh Shelley's reporting something different, but you know, they're also doing the Chris Tang thing and they're kind of playing a little hardball with Evgeny Malkin. So not really sure where Ron Hextall's priorities are right now. That's definitely a little bit weird, um, to say the least, but, um, there's still a long way to go. This dismiss thing is probably going to go down to the wire. Um, I think too, um, if I had to guess, I don't think it, it, he'll be signed back if none of their other options um, that are available to them uh, sign with the Penguins on free agent day, which is uh, July 13th. So as I'm recording this right now, that is 12 days away. But I, I don't know. I just, I think, you know, it's, it's again, it's it's time for a fresh start there. And, you know, Frank Saravelli, you know, he also reported in some of his rumblings on Daily Faceoff that he thinks the Penguins will be on the goaltending market this year to get a capable veteran backup for Tristan Jari. Um, and I think a lot of other fans in the fan base have been saying this as well. You know, I've been beating that drum, especially when I did um, DeSmith's season review. Um, 
Yes, Pash, you know, I've, I've been, you know, saying that, you know, I, you know I, he was good down the stretch, probably played a little bit better um, than than Jari, but I also add that up to, you know, Jari, he played in almost 60 games this year. Um, that's that, that, that's too much for him. You know, if he can be playing, you know, maybe 45 to 50, um, somewhere around those lines, and, and you have a capable backup that can put up maybe like a 912, 917 to 917 save percentage, I think the Penguins are winning in that regard because you know you go down here and you and you look at the stats you know DeSmith this season um played uh 26 games um was a little below um goal save above expected minus 0. 0.6 there um 914 total save percentage 2.79 um goals against average um his expected goals against average is 2.77 um you know in terms of you know where, where Tristan was you know where he finished outside the top 10 919 saved 13 goals above expected 2.42 um, goals against average for there. And, you know, a 914 save percentage, that's fine. You know, you can mainly win with that, but, you know, it's the goal saved above expected part that, you know, that, that, that that's the one I think that's getting me a little bit. And the fact that his goals against average was almost at um, three um, as well. So that wraps up the second segment of Friday's episode. Coming up in the third segment, I'm going to get to a couple more names that could be on the Penguins radar at pick number 21. I will say this, I have, well, actually, I will save that for the next segment. But before um, I get to that, if I can load this up here. Um, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop doing and listen. They are good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all of them are delicious. All built bars are made with with protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. You can eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Um, you go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, I'm back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. I'm just, send, just loading something up here on my phone. So um, I, I this is big, though. Me and Jason's uh, big board for the Penguins is just about complete. Again, I will have a full draft preview episode next week. Um, for um, the Penguins in the, in the in the number 21 draft pick. Okay, hold on. I had to take a pause on the recording. So Thrawn was actually, um, well, he, he had to go out because, you know, he's still only a five-month-old puppy. But anyways, getting back to what I was saying. So Jason and I of Penguin Twitter, we are just about done with our draft board. I'm going to have a full draft episode copy up next week. But you know, I wanted to touch on a couple other players who I think could be available here um, at 21, um, Frank Nazar, I think he, you know, really strong center, right-hand shot, 175 pounds, you know, a couple of, um, his comps, it looks like from what I've read from, uh, you know, scouting and all this, you know, Joe Pavelski, Braden Point, he could arrive in the next couple of years. You know, he's probably one of the best centers in this draft. Um, could he go before the Penguins pick? Sure. But I definitely think he could be one of the top candidates to be picked there. Um, and I also will say, um, you know, Ivan Miro um, Shineko, you know, he's he, he's going to be really good. Um, and I probably just botched his last name. Miro 
um, Shenikneko, basically. Some of these Russian last names are just insane to pronounce. Again, left wing, but he also shoots right. A um, couple of comps for him, Vladimir Tarasenko, Timo Meyer. He could arrive as soon as next year. Um, Miro, in my opinion, um, I, I, I personally think that he is a top five talent in this draft. You know, when I go on YouTube and when I look watch him play, just has that booming shot, really good skater. Um, you know, his play away from the puck is also pretty strong. Um, I don't think he'll be on the team next year if he's the Penguins pick, but I definitely think that he is also another very strong candidate to be picked if he is there. And, you know, especially if, you know, the Penguins don't care about the whole situation going on back in Russia. I do think some Russian players are going to fall just due to it. But, you know, I'll be curious to see if Ron Hextall and Brian Burke, you know, if they decide, you know, to make a pick with Miro because, uh, again, I think he's probably a top five talent in this draft class. At least that's that's how I see it. And, you know, when you have a comp, you know, like Vladimir Tarasenko, and, you know, sure, you know, who knows if he ever lives up to that hype. But, you know, um, I think he has the potential to be a steal um, when the Penguins pick. Um, at least in my opinion. Um, again, I have a full draft preview episode coming up a little later on next week. Um, I did want to get to a question here real quick to end the show. Um, let me find it here real quick. I believe Jackson Allister, shout out to you for asking me this. He goes, what do you think about the Penguins signing Kelly Yarncrunk for the bottom six? And Jackson, you know, it's funny because people were asking me about him during the trade deadline, like, you know, who did the Penguins acquire him? And, you know, his numbers, they're fine. But my biggest thing, man, you know, I think the Penguins have too many of those kind of players, right? Those defensive first players who, sure, they can chip in a little bit, right? But, you know, is he kind of maybe just a little bit better than Brock McGinn, a, a little bit better than Teddy Bluger? You know, both players who they can chip in offensively, but, you know, they're more so known for playing defense. You know, same when Zach Aston Reese was here um, and all that stuff. You know, even on the third, well, I shouldn't say on the third line because, you know, Rodriguez, he actually, it was more offense. Jeff Carter, um, he had almost 20 goals last year. Danton Heinen had almost 20 as well. So, you know, I just, I think the Penguins, they have too many of those of these guys in the bottom six. And I also think he's probably going to get um, a little too much money. The Penguins, a little too much money in the free agency that the Penguins probably just don't have. You know, they're going to have too many needs, I think, especially if Malkin does sign with another team. Um, I, I do not think they would bring in Kelly Yarn. I don't think they would even have the space for it, um, at least in my opinion. So I wanted to get your question um, onto today's episode. And, you know, that'll do it for this episode. Um, happy July. Um, it's, you know, it's a great time to be an NHL fan. The draft is next week. Free agency is right after that. Um, we're going to be five days a week next week, the week after that. And then a, a, most of that next week, we go back to three days a week starting on July 25th. So basically three full weeks left of five episodes a week before, you know, you're not going to get to hear my voice um, for two of your weekdays um, starting on, on at the end of July. So again, that'll do it for this episode. Um, thank you all so much for a great month of June. Short, the numbers did drop a little bit just because it's the off season. People take breaks, you know, but when, before I was doing this, I would do the same thing. But, you know, I, the, the, the numbers from this June compared to last June was not even close um, plus a hundred percent in terms of listenership. Thank you all so much for continuing, um, to make a lot of history, um, on the show, the road to 500 YouTube subscribers continues to get to go. Um, I'm almost at 350 right now. Um, so I guess my short, more, my more short-term goal is 400, but 
know, I would love to get to 500 in the next few months, hopefully before the regular season. But again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you all have a great rest of your Friday. And I'll be back with another episode starting on Monday, the 4th of July.